go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fine edition of Weekly Games Chat. This is episode 375. This is a new episode. Uh, we did take the week off for what we're calling our fall break. Uh, you know, but sometimes it, it bees like that. You guys get PTO at work. We don't get PTO of podcast. Uh, my name is Sean. As always, I'm joined by my other two wonderful friends, uh, and we do this podcast together. Uh, and that is one John and one Chris. Uh, yeah, if you want to, just a quick reminder, if you did want to find us uh, streaming this Hot Mess Express, you can see us on twitch.tv, Weekly Games Chat. You should come over here and see things. Uh, but yeah, let's get the boys properly introduced, and uh, we'll go over to to John first. John, how are you doing, friend? Is this thing on? Are we the live? You, we're live. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Hey, buddy. All the things. Hey. Hey. Hi, Weekly Games Chat World. Hello, world. Yeah, I'm here. Um, a, little bit in, a little bit in pain, but we'll uh, we'll old man chat this thing through. Yeah, and we're, and we're definitely, I, I think we're going to get into that as far as like, uh, you know, your intro topic. And that's my way to, I just reminded myself that I should remind people who listen and if this was your first time, this first few minutes, we call it the intro for a reason because we kind of get into the groove of things and we catch up from the week or in this case, the weeks that were. Uh, and we kind of do this until we go into a main topic, which today is kind of a sad one for me, to be quite honest with you. But um, we're going to we're going to introduce my buddy, Chris, because he just got a look on his face. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I knew this was coming. I hate technology sometimes, but I also love it. <laughs> Yeah, it, when it works, like it's great. And technology is that thing where you literally won't change it at all. You cut it on one day, it's perfect. The literal next day, it goes, nah, <laughs> not today. And uh, if you happen to be hanging out with us, like I said on Twitch, you would have you would have noticed some crazy things going on. But it is what it is. Uh, but what we like to do in the intro part of this show is kind of bring up a story that happened to us. And one that was uh, kind of prevalent to this show, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, one, I'm happy because I'll be honest. I'm gonna. This I was selected for jury duty, but I got dismissed from jury duty. I think it's because I said I was a gamer and I owned a pod, or not owned, but I'm a part of a podcast. And I listened to like the likes of Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony, and they were like, "Nah, nah, bro, you're 40 years old. What are you doing all those things for?" But uh, the update on my PlayStation. Um, so uh, the guy who was working on it brought it to the house. Um, actually, I met him, brought it to the to the house, and we were hanging out, and I went to go plug it in. If you guys remember, there was a potential issue with the fan being uh, kind of – it had to be sort of hot-wired because of the way it broke off the motherboard. Hot-wired in the sense that literally as soon as you plug the PlayStation in, Without hitting another button, the fan is on, and it is as loud as a hair dryer. Uh, so that I could get, I could handle that for now. Uh, and you're like, well, how would you even be able to handle that? Well, because the the thing that caught me next was immediately as it loaded, the system said it needed an update. Uh, I said, okay, cool. I hadn't been connected to my internet for a while, and I know that this person that fixed it, they don't have internet really. So. Uh, I go to hit the update and what PlayStation does is it downloads the update and then installs it. But prior to installing, it, it does a quick system check, if you will, just super fast. And if anything kicks back that it's not working right, you get an error code. 
And that error code usually will be SU. The SU will stand for system update and then a numerical value. And mine was that something was potentially loose with the Blu-ray player. Uh, long story short, the guy had no problem stopping by the house after work yesterday. It was a it was a master class of watching him disassemble the PS5. There was a loose cable indeed that probably got just they're they're super tiny cables, probably probably relayering the the stuff back together. I could see it easily getting disjointed. As soon as he plugged it in and we'd started it, it the, up, the update was already downloaded and installed quickly. Uh, but I still am de- dealing with the fan issue and, and that we do have a work, a, a potential work in that. So for now, PlayStation is here. If you're actually watching me on Twitch, there's a tablecloth that's kind of blending into the background that I have. But if you look right under the clock, and go straight down, you'll see the things on the table. There's a banner that says Marauder's Map, uh, but under that banner, there's a uh, it's a black rectangular thing. That's the PlayStation. It doesn't have the covers on it. And if you look just to the side of it, you'll see a shadowy-looking thing. Maybe it looks just like a... I don't know what it looks like, but those are the two covers. But I left them off last night after he left. But PlayStation's here. I'm probably not going to be streaming with it anytime soon, because it You'll be hearing it on the stream. <laughs> but uh, like I said, there is some there is some hope. I've got intel on if I do need to buy a new PlayStation. I've got some outlets, I think, that I can, I can rely on. I'll just have to have a little patience. But like, as Chris can attest, and maybe even John to some point, I've been trying to buy a PlayStation. It is the hardest thing in the world to do unless you want to spend $1,000 or close to it after shipping. But there you go. There's the update on the PlayStation. We'll, we'll go ahead and get that out of the way first. We won't hold that till emails or anything later. Uh, thank you for all the, the T's and P's, the thoughts and prayers on, on that. Uh, I'm just happy. Well, it's, that it's, it's functioning. It's functioning. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, John. For you, I'll go cut it on during a break or after the show. Bring the phone over on speakerphone so you can hear it. It's loud. It, it, if you've ever downloaded a game, uh, you know how you put one on your hard drive, the fan kicks in on your consoles. You think that's loud? This that does nothing on this. This is like full on max power fan speed. Jesus. Yep. But it, you know what? You know what I like to say, John. <clears throat> it's it's probably it's probably <laughs> it's probably fine. Sean, um, how how did your house burn down? What happened? <laughs> well, well, it's funny because. Uh, Yesterday, I got a new little, I got an inflatable, it's a, it's, do you remember the outfit Johnny Lawrence wore in Karate Kid, the OG? Yeah. So I got a little, a little like four foot, foot inflatable. The thing has that outfit on, but it's got a a jack-o'-lantern head. It's the most adorable thing ever. I wanted it last year and they sold out. It's, it's like, like one of those $10 things from like Home Depot. And this year, uh, my wife. Yeah, why? And and Tinley found it and, and surprised me with it. So when I put that outside, I, I pivoted to tell you that squirreled real quick because she said I left it on all night. She said I was going to burn the house down from that. Little does she know that if I start my PlayStation, we are now doubling the potential Double to burn the house down. <laughs> uh, but some may think I'm on the last hurrah with my PlayStation. Uh, as far as this particular one, again, there's a plan in motion to actually tighten that fan up 
it's kind of techy, so I don't want to get into it all. But I did want to pivot into the last hurrah, and we can actually un- unpack what that means. And that's going to be brought to us today by our buddy Chris. Can I can I intercede that real quick? I, I want to ask, unless you were going to bring it up at some point, did you find a copy, your copy of Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn? I mean, or Forbidden so, West. So check this out. As soon as I cut the PlayStation on, I saw the icon of Horizon. And, you know, if you hover over the icon of the software on your on your system, it'll tell you if you need the disc for it or if it's digital. It's digital. Oh. I texted 16 people yesterday <laughs> asking if they had my copy of Horizon Zero Dawn. Hey, where's my copy, dog? It, dog. Where's it had my been, Horizon? It had been, you think of Titanic and the old lady meme you see. It's been 84 years <laughs> since I've seen Horizon. And what's yeah. crazy is, I mean, why were you looking for it? Were you about to trade well, it in? Because you, because you would, uh, you'd finish that. Yeah, I beat one. it. Yeah, but the reason. So, if you want to unpack what Sean thinks, some of the the way, basically, the way they sell the bundles now of the PS5, you're going to get it in a bundle form, most yeah. likely. Mm-hmm. It's now bundled with Horizon Zero Dawn. It's probably a digital copy, though, right? You get yeah, a code. yeah, right. So then I thought, well, if I wanted the code, I'd have the game again. It would still save all my stuff. Just trade the physical in while I can because I thought I had a physical. Turns out I had a digital the whole time. Well, it could be like uh, something we give away. If it, or you're right. If, you no, could you, give it to me. Well, you can just, well, you can't borrow my copy. No, man. I can't. That's not how that works, is it? Can you share play? No. You could just, oh. you could just support the developer. Was that? Well, mean? I've, already, I've already bought it, but I could. Tr- but I bought. I have it in physical, mm-hmm. so I can trade that in. <laughs> true, true. And you could just give me the code. Just give me the code, yeah. Uh, John, did uh, so? I know Chris is about to go, and we introed last to Rob a minute ago. Apparently, <laughs> we want to make that wait forever. Yeah. Did uh, did the thing we we did at Dinglewood the last time? Did that get taken care of? Are you going to update us on that? Not your British friend, by the way, if he listens, what's up? The other thing we did as soon as I sat down, you handed me a thing. I did a thing. Oh, well, uh, the copy of Resident Evil Village, we have, we have all signed it. So I'll, I'll mail it out in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I since love it, it. Since it took like, what, four months for us to sign it. Yeah. I'll, I'll at least got to give it uh, two months. You got to let but it no, I'll, yeah. actually, I'll actually, um, when we're doing emails, I'll look for that email tonight and write it down and get it shipped out. Uh, probably tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. So if you're listening, <laughs> we haven't forgot about you. It's coming. But and it we may also have some chili we, stains we also, on it. We, <laughs> we also have a special signature on it, too. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Fact, let me grab it real quick. Mine. That's mine. It's Chris's. <laughs> Chris, while he does that, tell us about the last hurrah, homie. What does that mean? I'm all curious. Yeah, I'm worried for us uh, next summer, Sean, because um, <laughs> I might be taking a lot of time off because, unfortunately, I found out that uh, Dead Company, which is the current iteration of the Grateful Dead, uh, who anyone who knows me, if you've watched the live stream, you've seen plenty of tie-dye, even though today I've actually got a Pink Floyd shirt on. Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my jam. Sean would attest to this. He does like uh, a little bit of the uh, Dead. And unfortunately, the next tour is the final tour. Uh, so thank God. 
you know, I couldn't be happier. What? <laughs> obviously, some of them are already retired. Uh, Phil Lesh retired a couple of years ago, and of course, Jerry is dead. But uh, but you know, the rest of them have been going on strong for fifty plus years now, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm I'm telling you now, and I'm warning everyone here. Uh, if, if they come to the Southeast, I'm probably going to go to every show. You should. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm glad you said that out loud. You actually should plan that. You should do that. Cause that would be, you didn't even know that'd be a bucket list ticket, but that could immediately be added to a bucket list of things to do. That mm-hmm. would be an experience you'd never forget. Well, I've well, seen the, well, the thing point. is, Chris, once, once it's all over, you can start going to Dave Matthews concerts with Sean. Not the same. Definitely not the same. Not the same. I yes. didn't say it was the same. Yes. You I can just check the box of jam bands. I just, I just said you need a new, you need a new thing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, part of my thing. I don't want them in my thing, John. But here's the signed, And, uh, right here is a special signature. We'll let you figure that out. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris at the top, John in the in the middle, and me, and then the special signature. But Everybody. yeah, it's uh it's the last hurrah for me. So that's what I'll be doing, I think, all next summer. And if they don't come here, then I'm gonna have to spend a lot of money going to other parts of the country. <laughs> to, to well, sure I hope I they don't do fix. there's a there's a thing that artists will do is they'll do the the final tour. Mm-hmm. Then money, money will get tight a few years later, and they'll be like, "We're gonna do a few more shows." I definitely <laughs> won't be surprised if, honestly, Bob Weir keeps on touring. Who's kind of like the main singer these yeah. days. Um, but I don't know if he'll call it something else. They've called themselves a couple of things now. So you know, since ever since Jerry died. But this has been my favorite iteration of what they've done. Um, and because of John Mayer. Well, it's been a fun, fresh breath of air because they haven't really. I mean, I like Trey Anastasia, but it's it's not the same. <laughs> am I am I hearing? I'm I'm not in. I don't keep up with this stuff. Am I hearing that John Mayer is a part of the Grateful Dead? He is now. Well, Dang Company. He's the lead guitarist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, how many tie dye Grateful Dead T-shirts do you have, Chris? Oh, four. Yeah, at least four. Yeah. Okay. At the moment, you should get. You should get at least 10 and here's what you should do. You should, when you, when you hit all these concerts, you should get, you should get like a different tie dye shirt for each one. And when you get tired of wearing them, you should have someone turn it all into patch quilt. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. We've done that with the uh, cheerleading t-shirts hmm. and it turns out to be really, really, really cool. The fun mm-hmm. thing is John, there's probably uh, some, person on shakedown street that will sell me a quilt of grateful dead t-shirts already made no no but it's uh, not yours. it's not yours yeah yeah you gotta it's gotta have your blood sweat and tears in it man it's gotta have that smell yeah that stank well like i said they'll put that i'm sure they'll put that patchouli oil smell for me that i have no desire to have in my life but you know we'll get yeah. there but yeah, All right. nice. so uh, next summer, one of you figure out how to do this live show because uh, well, yeah. well, what's going to happen is I'm you're going gonna to send this audio in from the streets of the shows and <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll, John and I will plug it into a bit and we'll continue you. It'll be great. I mean, or you could, you know, you could take your whole rig and just set up in the hotel rooms and 530 on Tuesdays, you know, you do a quick show, then you run to a concert and be fine. That's the kind of that's what you would make us do. <laughs> 
I mean, I skipped jury duty for you. True. <laughs> no, but uh, John, I got a call from the U.S. courts. I answered it because it said U.S. courts. There was a voice recording, and it said you you don't have jury duty anymore. I tell my wife, and she's like, "People scam you. They scam. They scam you." So I called that number back, and you could tell by the way it was set up, it was legit. I put in some stuff that it asked me for. That wasn't okay. I ended up having to call my actual piece of paper, had a number on it. And yeah, they just canceled the date. You ever heard it? I guess that happens all the time, right? They they plan so far ahead for different jury pools for different things, and then this thing's kind of like, what's it called? Uh, Saul did it all the time. He like didn't go to court. Well, yeah, when they compromise, basically, and settle. Yeah, they settle. That's what that's the term I was looking yeah. for. Because so, if they've got a docket with, say, like 20 items, cases they got to do, and all of a sudden, over the month before you're being called, they settle, I don't know, 14 of them. They might just go, hey, let's just roll these six within the next one and cancel this. Yeah, and if that's how that worked, that's how that worked. Um, so, Sean, do you live in Russell County? No. Oh. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I was about. I was gonna. I, I was. I, I was gonna send a like a Russell Russell County Sheriff's deputy over to your house. One oh, day. that wouldn't have been funny. That would not have. Been I funny. could. I could send a Lee County. Member. I am a. I am a nervous wreck about that. I called my little. My little sheet was like, "Hey, even if you you call you call five o'clock after five o'clock the day before your jury, even if it's on a Sunday, okay?" So I called at five thirty. My, I was supposed to be there Monday, this past Monday, five thirty that Sunday night. I called and it's it had continued to say no jury duty for you, hmm. duty. I just like saying duty, duty. That's like that's like comedy, but it's nowhere near the comedy gold you're going to tell us about, right, John? <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> well, speaking of going to going to shows, I um, Joe Rogan came to Atlanta Friday. Yeah, and you, yeah, and I got to go. Had a hmm. great time. Uh, I smelled weed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you did. And this was did. at the, and this was at the Fox Theater. And what I don't remember about the last time I was at the Fox Theater was I think it was for some sort of play. Um, they sold like popcorn, snacks, beer, all kinds of stuff, and they just let people bring them on into the into the theater, which you know. I found odd because it's a flipping gorgeous auditorium. It really it is. is. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised that they let that happen. But, uh, but you know, it was, I often, I didn't, I didn't expect, which I should have. Um, you know, it, you know, most comedians, most headliners have like two opening acts to, to do the warm up. It's the kind of stuff you don't see on their Netflix specials. So you forget it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I always enjoy it because you kind of get, you know, so we got three, you get warmed um, up. You get, you got three comedians before we got Joe Rogan. Um, and it started at seven, but, but, but the, but the show itself didn't start till seven thirty. but it's kind of one of those things that you're like, you're just, you're just like, you could not, you, I, I could not tell you a single joke that he told. Um, but it was, but it was a, it was a great time Went with my brother-in-law and his family and a couple of his friends. Um, and uh, yeah, Atlanta's kind of a sketchy place these days. 
<laughs> it kind of depends on so, where you go for sure. I've been to comedy uh, up there uh, a lot, and um, I forget the name of the place that I go to. But there's a. Do you remember those old diners that were shaped like a train kind of car? Oh sure, yeah. Uh, like like yeah, we had one Gabby's Diner. We Gabby's, used to have you remember Gabby's yeah. Diner, yeah. There was an IHOP in one of those things near this place I go to. I think it's called the Punchline. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. And they were one of the last IHOPs where I could tell the guy, because he's like right there, hey, man, can you make me some silver dollar pancakes? I like the little ones. you know. And he was like, yeah, I got you, bro. And he made them, and they were delicious. But that day, John, I did the thing where my jeans just ripped right in the groin area. And I remember that was probably back in the day when I wore regular boxers. <laughs> And it was cold. It was good times. But I'm glad you went to a comedy show. Have you ever been to one before that? You yeah, we we went uh, we went over during the summer to. Um, who's the guy that tells the machine joke? You, oh yeah, Bert Bert Kreischer. Kreischer. You said that too. Yeah. So yeah. he had like he had like this festival comedy yeah. show, and it had all it I had, remember that had all these. It was like a three hour, three and a half hour. Uh, yeah, just nothing but comedians. I guess my was, question should have been before this year. Have you gone not, to comedy? Actually, no, not before that. Not before that. But, uh, you know, I knew Joe Rogan was short, but you see him on stage and it's like, man, that's a little guy. I mean, yeah. he's, he's like my height than yours. Yeah, I think he's I think he's around five, seven, five, eight. He's even shorter than me. Yeah. Yeah. But um, which I think <laughs> funny enough, I think that's how tall. Stallone is and if you see him if you see Stallone in certain photos you'll see if you look at his shoes they're like they're like they have more soul to them when he's like standing on stage with people to make him to make Taller. him look like he's a certain height this but yeah it's uh you know I, I I I sent I heard he was coming to Atlanta I sent I sent the link to my brother-in-law and he was like hey let's do this and I was like you know what I I don't I shouldn't I shouldn't pass that up so I'm glad That's I went good. Yeah. Uh, your British friend, did they head back home to England? To yeah. A few, a few days, a few days after we had lunch and everything's okay. They got back. Okay. And everything. Yeah. You once, once he met you guys, he was like, I've seen America. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently so, that was the first time he had a chili dog. Good thing it was world famous, right? Yeah. He, I, th- <laughs> he seemed to really enjoy it. I was, <laughs> I was actually surprised. <laughs> it's like, cause American fine dining. John takes them to the Dinglewood. <laughs> it's world famous, baby. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. listeners were to 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 ever be in our area, we'd have to take them there. Or I mean, Chipotle is the obvious because we did that so much too. But like Dinglewood is like where it's at. Where it's at. But do we got oh, anything I'm, else to add? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I, uh, I want to mention um, one of the games that I've been uh, playing was a game called Moonscars. Moonscar. Moonscars. And then I, you know, I told Chris um, yesterday I got I got Game Passed. I said you got. Passed, what does that right? mean? I got it. I got it on Switch. Oh no! Then a few days later, oh, I found out that it was free. No. It was free on Game Pass. I hate when that happens. One, um, I mean, we, one of the reasons I got it on Switch was because I was going out of town and I was going to tinker with it while out of town, but I didn't tinker with it when I was out of town. <laughs> so, you know our useless. Disney game. Mm-hmm. that we just covered. So a friend of mine who listens to the show went out and got it on Switch and said it runs terrible on Switch. Does it really? And I was like, ooh, I've kind of felt bad that that happened. But well, it is early. It's still an early access game. That's what I said. 
So plus, yeah, he's in awful. he's in chat right now. That's that's him. He's in oh, chat man. right now. He said it's awful. Crashes and I feel, all the time. And I, I was like, I never had that issue. And I played it on Xbox Game Pass on my Xbox Series X with four thousand teraflops of goodness. It's the fastest, most greatest power console ever. Doesn't break on you. I tell you that much. His music stutters while he's playing. I didn't have any of that. I wonder why. Are um, you? Uh, I, I'm going to ask him. You know, I know you got to hook up to the interwebs and it's constantly streaming, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. And I thought I thought he had pretty good internet, but it is mm. what it is. I just had a reminder to get the Tinley thumbtacks. Because last night she called me out and said, you won't remember. Uh-huh. It's like, I got Siri. Siri will help me remember. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the intro um, of Weekly Game Chat episode 375. We do got some... Uh, Right before we head to the topic, we do want to say rest in peace to Miss Loretta Lynn. She passed away today. She was 90 years old. Of course, she's the coal miner's daughter. And for those of you in England who have no idea who she is, she uh, she was pretty famous in the country world. I'm just saying. Uh, so rest in peace to her. And literally anything else, boys, before Chris hits that button. Coolio, rest no? in peace. Yeah, we weren't here when Coolio passed away, were we? Well, it was last Wednesday. So, yeah. So, but I'm saying like we didn't record last week. So we, yeah, that's right. Rest in peace to Coolio. And it was so funny, not funny. I I had a gig at a high school and I was like, I'm playing Coolio. Like they're going to know that an icon died. So I played a snippet of Gangster's Paradise. They had no clue. And then I had a gig at a bar. So I ended up playing a snippet of that. They, they sang the whole thing. So then I went to Fantastic Voyage. So it's like, there you go. But rest in peace to Coolio for sure. For sure. We have arrived, ladies and gentlemen, to the topic time for this week's episode of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, and regardless if you actually listened to the entire intro and, and landed here, or if you saw the timer, the timestamp on your download, and you said, I want to go right to here, it doesn't matter. We are all home now. Welcome. Come inside. Get cozy. And this is when Chris looked up to me because that might have been a sexual reference, but it wasn't. Chris looks at me now. I know to shut up. And because he's got to do a thing, right, to properly introduce the topic. So here we go. The topic is <laughs> Stadia is dead. There's so much energy. Why is he so energetic about that? Oh my god! So yeah, it's it's very we. You guys that listen, you guys know, right? We don't veer off the path of not talking about a video game. Sometimes we do, right? It's rare. Uh, but this one kind of popped, you know, kind of busted. And Chris Chris immediately looked at me and said, buddy, do we got a topic for next mm. week? Because <laughs> in, in the way it happened, it kind of came out of left field for us. Mm. It kind of became a thing out of nowhere. Even though we probably saw warning signs, if we if we really acknowledge our hindsight, uh, but it apparently it didn't just shock host of a podcast, but it it was a shock to some developers that were like at that moment still part of the Google Stadia family. Um, 
So it, it was kind of a big surprise. So we we thought it was an opportunity to kind of reflect on the news itself, uh, see kind of our thoughts on what happened, and just kind of see where this goes. But yeah, rest in peace to Google Stadia. Should should I read the official statement from Mr. Phil Harrison? I think you should. Uh, which is and think how stark of a contrast this is going to be from when we had that opening video montage live stream thing they did introducing us to Google Stadia, right? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just posted it randomly on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday, I think. Actually, it was. But anyways, Phil Har- Harrison, Vice President and General Manager of Stadia, posted last week, For many years, Google has invested across multiple aspects of the gaming industry. We help developers build and distribute gaming apps on Google Play and Google Play Games. Gaming creators are reaching audiences around the world on YouTube through videos, live streaming, and shorts. And our cloud streaming technology delivers immersive gameplay at massive scale. A few years ago, we also launched a consumer gaming service, Stadia. And while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology found Foundation, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected, so we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. We're grateful to the dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. We'll be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the stadia store players will continue to have access to their games in library and play through january 18th of 2023 so they can complete final play sessions we expect to have the majority of refunds completed by mid-january 2023 Uh, the underlying technology platform that powers stadia has been proven at the scale that transcends gaming We see clear opportunities to apply this technology across other parts of Google, like YouTube, Google Play, augmented reality efforts, as well as make it available to our industry partners, which aligns with where we see the future of gaming headed. We remain deeply committed to gaming, and we will continue to invest in new tools, technologies, and platforms that power the success of developers, industry partners, cloud customers, and creators for the Stadia team, building and supporting Stadia from the ground up has been fueled by the same passion for games that our players have. Many of Stadia's team members will be carrying this work forward in other parts of the company. We're so grateful for the groundbreaking work of the team, and we look forward to continuing to have an impact across gaming and other industries using the foundational Stadia stream, streaming technology. The end. Yeah, and then there it is. Ten thousand people were fired. Now, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Not, I mean, we giggle, but that if you know, people immediately lost their jobs and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think was on that. I can't help but think. I, you guys know I was like, I was Ollie all in on this one. I wanted it. I was hype. I was going to pre-order. I was. I was saying, man, how cool is this? Everybody knows what the technology is for Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I didn't. I missed the cutoff to order the Founders Edition. Uh, and then you remember I kind of hesitated on on jumping in the other way. Um, and I never really could put my finger on why. If I loved it so much, why didn't I buy it and try it? And to this day, I still don't quite know. But I think in reading up, like I said, and this is one of those things where we have red flags, we have hindsight, um, 
things like that are there. And and as we're living in that moment, maybe we missed it. We did comment on some of the things. Uh, it wasn't long ago. We pulled up the Google Stadia store and kind of went like, we did not mean to take a, a, a proverbial crap on the developers that were there, but it wasn't a strong showing of stuff that major gamers would like as far as AAA titles and stuff on the Stadia store. Remember? Mm-hmm. And that, that I remember going, Ooh, that, that wasn't, that didn't feel good. So, uh, yeah, here we are. I read somewhere and I've, this was more than once. So I don't have a really good source to say it, but the technology itself wasn't, wasn't bad. I remember. It's not only wasn't bad. The technology was excellent. Yeah. I mean, they their promise of sixty frames, four K, they met it. As long as you had the capable, as long as you had the capable bandwidth to handle it, it would do exactly. This technology did exactly what it said it was going to do from the jump. Don't we have a friend BK who said it was good recently, like actually playing on it? Yeah, I mean, he would he would play it on on different devices. Um, everything was crisp. Um, and 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 most most definitely usually pretty consistent with its frame rate at 60 frames. I think so it, it might have had a little bit of a hinkiness out the gate, but it did not take long for Google Stadia to do exactly what it said it was going to do with its technology. Yeah, I think when it launched, it was like you couldn't do certain things. Like you didn't want to play a fighting game on it. You didn't want to play a Twitch shooter or, you know, something that really were lag was going to hurt you. Right. That's where they had a problem early on. But, you know, because of that, the moment you have that, obviously it's a negative thing. And the way technology works, you start off with a negative feel, which is kind of what the the feel was for Stadia on day one for, you know, at least in general terms. Uh, it's hard to recover unless you recover really fast. And I don't think they ever had a good infrastructure there as far as what the vision was and what they were trying to do that was beneficial to help them get around those early hurdles, right? You know, you launch and you're saying you got to pay for the service, but then you have to also, you know, ensure we're going to give you a free game, but then you have to go rebuy games or else, you know, make your initial purchases through there, which is a tough ask yeah. for people who have already invested so much in other platforms. Um, yeah. Cause it was so cool to think I can stream a game on my lunch break on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember thinking back at the day I could stream in like, let's say if it was destiny or whatever it was, I could maybe run some dailies or the idea that you could do that was, I remember, and it still is to me amazing. And people were still literally doing that. Like we just mentioned John's, uh, I don't want to just call him John's friend, but BK. So BK was doing that. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, like when I when I watch Netflix, I pay a subscription to be able to get all the movies if I want to watch them. I don't have to pay per movie mm-hmm. uh, a different thing. And and the and I just remember that pricing being kind of weird from the jump because I'm trying to tie it back into what you said. Like if I already own Destiny on my PS5, why did I want to get Destiny on the Stadia but like pay for it again for real, for real? Yeah. Why did I not just have a you know, a Netflix ish subscription model to just have access to stream the games I wanted. Um, I, I and see, even if that existed right now, if somebody just heard me say that and said, Willow, it kind of was like that. 
I don't know. It was that much. It was that confusing to me. But I didn't. I never wanted to even look further into that. I remember just kind of checking out mentally, and and that was it. And and I think in a nutshell, a lot of people checked out, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, the other thing is just it's it's one of those things like they have a good idea. And yeah, I have no doubt of this. Like ten years from now, there will be a large contingent out there that is probably cloud based in gaming right like xbox is already doing it like they've said hey i think starting next year they're partnering with samsung and obviously that's their goal is to say we want our cloud gaming service everywhere we can get right we want you to be able to access it just have your tv and have an xbox controller and boom so if that's where you are now and you think 10 years in the future I would imagine Sony will go down this road. I don't know if Nintendo will just because Nintendo's a little bit slow, but steam will go down this road, right? Um, everyone will be working towards getting you in the easier entry point without hardware, uh, is cloud and, and fiber and all that kind of gets better, uh, out there. But the problem here is that he's just was way too early and, he didn't have the benefit of a library. He didn't have a benefit of, of another service like Xbox does where Xbox could be like cloud is a part of our gaming service, right? As opposed to it's everything. So his problem is trying to sell something that parts of the United States can't do that doesn't have a huge library. And honestly was technology that, I don't think people were just ready to rush out and adopt kind of like the only thing it I was can a think wait of, and see approach for sure. The only thing recently I could think of is like Microsoft back with the Xbox one when they screwed up and they had the DRM thing, right? Where they yeah. were trying to make it, they understood where gaming was going. Like they knew it was a digital future and they were trying to get ahead of that. But at the time it comes out and it's like, everyone is like, no, there, I, I want to be able to have a physical game and be able to walk over to John's house and say, here you go, buddy. Here's the game. You go play it, right? Well, fast forward 10 years after that, four out of five games that are getting sold down consoles are digital purchases. So it resolved itself over time. Yeah, but people, <laughs> people yeah. want it to think it's their idea. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it's that thing like you're trying to force the market to come in. That's a very hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, I remember like in that example too, I was one pushing back. I was like, uh-uh, you're not going to, nah-uh. And, mm-hmm. and in, in the off, I, was it, I don't, I, we just recorded this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't remember if I said this in the intro or not. I remembered I had to do some some searching around and I bought Horizon digitally. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd bought it physically, but that shows you even in in today's, like Chris just said, we're buying more and more digital games. Part of that, is I don't I don't know I don't know why that's happening, but it is what it is. And you would say, well, then all right, why didn't Stadia work? And then you circle back to their price, their modeling, the way mm-hmm. they did it. They they honestly, and I swear this is probably bigger than I'm letting on, but I read a few places, and this is the nutshell. They did not have what Nintendo does, Mario Zelda, what Sony has, a Last of Us or an Uncharted, what yeah. Microsoft has, a Halo. Or a Forza game. They they never had, and I thought that they, in years, were in development to make the technology. 
you would think that at some point, and maybe you brought this point up, Chris, back mm-hmm. in the day, they didn't have any big game to go with it that was theirs. That was a Google Stadia founding game that I got to play that game, so I got to get a Stadia type thing. Sure. It never happened. And I think that's that's majorly a big thing. Mm-hmm. Do you guys believe that? Yeah, that's partly that's partly a reason as well. Uh, I'm one. I mean, one of the things it. I don't think that there's an issue with their technology, and no. I don't think that I don't think that there was an issue with anybody's willingness to adopt their technology as a technology. I think it had everything to do with what Google did and how they planned it. Number one, they launched Stadia a year before all the major consoles released. Sure. That's 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 people going. Yeah, I'm gonna wait more, more one more year to see what these other consoles do. It's not a it's it's not a even it's it's not much of a better situation. But dropping this sort of in the middle of a console cycle or like there's this sweet spot of fatigue that I think Google Stadia could have dropped into that maybe would have given it a better chance. Those cost of games when you're they're doing something. They're doing something in a situation where it's all streaming, but everywhere you look, whether it be Game Pass or PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. All these, <laughs> all these, uh, all these subscription-based video game services, mm-hmm. where it's a monthly fee and you have the library. Stadia should have had something like that in place yeah, for yeah. sure. Instead of instead of charging you sixty dollars to stream a game, it's not really something that mentally we're ready to accept yet. It's not the streaming that's the problem; it's the cost behind it. Yeah, it's the yeah. yeah. That's I mean, you said that perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely and, and, true. And plus, like like Sean said, but it's not like they had to have Mario or they had to have Halo, but they had to have a publishing strategy that was being built alongside the technology at the same time. They decided to do the technology first and then announced that Jade Raymond was going to make a game. And that's not a shot against Jane Raymond. Raymond, they just, what I'm saying is they announced the technology, launched the technology, and then announced to you all the great things that were coming to the platform. Yeah. They didn't have anything ready. So that's number ready. one. I and mean, we have to, time. We have to keep in mind that in the beginning, God created Atari. And Atari beget Nintendo. But between Nintendo, you get you get Sega Master System, which flops. Then they do the Genesis. Then that succeeds. Then between the 16-bit era and the next generation, the people who tried to lead the next generation, you had you had you had consoles like TurboGrafx 16, which flopped. You had the Neo Geo, which flopped. Jaguar. Then came this thing called the PlayStation. <laughs> and then between the PlayStation, you have all these different boxes that are trying to do things. Then, ten years later, came the Xbox, and nobody has made a a significant dent mm-hmm. in the console space since Xbox, and that was twenty years ago. So, getting into this space is extremely difficult even for a big company like Google and I'll say this about Google another contributing factor as to why this didn't fail I mean, this didn't succeed is because nobody trusts Google nobody trusts them to stick with something launch it and stick with it yeah I think Google we Glass 
take yeah. all these different things, there's this there's this lack of confidence as a consumer that you have in a company that has a reputation for simply abandoning all these awesome techs that they launch and they are just quick to abandon. We thought that this was something they might be sticking with. And personally, I think Google should have been sticking with this. I really think so because I think they're going to regret because I think this, I think streaming technology, like Chris said, is an inevitable technology, mm-hmm. but it's just got to be centered around a subscription based based service or no one's going to adopt it. It's why you see right now, like Amazon's doing Luma, right? And they're there, but I don't think they're like going into the point of like right now where they're like, this has to be the centerpiece of like, you know, this needs to be the face of the company for the next two, three years, right? Um, that we're pushing this and this is our next big thing. They're kind of laying it naturally just occur. They're like, hey, we're getting our tech in place and they're laying it build. I think if Google had maybe taken that approach instead of just going, we're doing a service and and here it is and and all that, like if they just slowly started to pull things into the service and be like, Hey, if you're part of YouTube, if you've got, you know, uh, whatever, if you have something with Google, like as far as services, right? YouTube TV, uh, YouTube, as far as the ability to skip the ads, we're going to go ahead. And for the next two years, we're going to make this a free service for you stadia. And by the way, uh, we're going to bring the whole entire Assassin's Creed library in so that you could try them out. If you've never tried it, it's just there for you waiting. You know, they need those kinds of things maybe to happen. Instead, as John said, they, they rushed to get the tech out just so that they could say we were here. And I, I think they did it on purpose. They wanted to be ahead of everyone. They wanted that chance to corner the market, so to speak. Um, but at they least, didn't. Hey, at, <laughs> least, at least Dreamcast can say that they invented online gaming, right? Right, yeah. But, and, but, and, it, but Dreamcast has some pretty good games on yeah, it, too, though. Dreamcast, I will always feel <laughs> bad for. <laughs> I do. Dude, they had, um, for me, they had Crazy Taxi. They had Sega Bass Fishing. They had... Um, NFL 2K? In a, yeah, the, in a, dude, come that, on, man. It, it had some football games. Game. Um, but no, yeah, like, they were so concerned with getting out of the date of the gate and having the tech out there. They didn't think about their structure. They didn't think about pricing. They didn't think about, you know, and and then pretty much the death nail to me was you announced what you announced uh, at your event that you had uh, stadia games or whatever they were calling their, their game publishing service. Right. Where, Mm -hmm. as John said with Jade Raidman, who was coming in to make a game and you know, you, you, Phil was where Phil Harrison was running it. And you're like, Oh, he's got a great pedigree, Sony, Microsoft. He's been pretty much all around the industry. And then you didn't have any game announcements. You didn't have any ideas or concepts for games announcements. And then two years later you shuttered it. And the moment that shuttered, I was like, this is a dying thing. And you weren't hearing I, about it. None of us. When was the last time we talked about? Stadia? Yeah. You we know. we made jokes about it. Yeah, in between, I, I remember that back in the day when they announced games, the only one that you got excited about was was it Baldur's Gate? Yeah, I think they were going to have that, but I mean, that ended up coming Even everywhere. Then, yeah, it ended up coming everywhere. We thought maybe it would be an exclusive, and you were like, "Well, I might have to try it out." But yeah, yeah, I, I will say that about five hours ago, they tweeted uh, as far as how they're handling potential refunds, which I, which I think they're they're not making any missteps. I don't 
think about that. Mm-hmm. It says a uh, this is from the official Google uh, Stadia. It says a quick update on pro subs. We've started processing cancellations on our end, which may trigger a cancellation email to subscribers. Rest assured that you'll maintain access to pro benefits until Stadia winds down. Then yeah. it has a link for a support page if you have more questions and answers. So um, I think, haven't you guys heard they're actually trying to do that right, at least as far as the refunds and everything? I don't... I, yeah, and that's good. I mean, if you can, you can. But I don't feel like Google is under any obligation to do so. Yeah, I don't either. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I think the main reason they're doing it is legal. They just don't want lawsuits. And for them, it's a calculation, right? It's them going what's the likelihood that there's going to be a class action lawsuit? What's the likelihood of us having three or four years before we get a settlement, right? Or else get this dismissed. And how many, right. well, how many, how many well, hours are we going to have to bill our lawyers to I take know, care of like, that? What if, what if PlayStation just went down? Well, if we, if we bought a PlayStation, oh, uh, they got to give us our money back because it's not going to work anymore. Sure. I mean, that no. might be a little harder, but I'm saying those are those are considerations. And when you're Google and you have trillions of dollars, this is just a write-off for you. You're going, it's not like they sold, you know, 50 million Google Stadias or something like that, or we're conducting just millions upon millions of transactions. This is not, this is just a one-time expense and then you're done. I think they're, to like kind of what we brought up here, people are developing games. That's where maybe there might be some legal stuff that we'll see how that goes. Like where, yeah, yeah. (laughs) in a way it's like, Hey, I'm a gamer. And if I had bought this, I'd be very happy to know that they're going to refund any hardware that I bought Mm. because it's not going to be work anymore. And any, any kind of purchases as well. But going back to that point about the developers, you're right. They're scrambling. Uh, The highlight that I read was Ubisoft is they had to make a quick plan to say, okay, yeah, they're going to shut down, but we're going to put games we had on stadia over here to Ubisoft plus or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. And there was one more. Um, who makes uh, who makes Destiny? Bungie. Mm-hmm. They were having to pivot and do something. But like Destiny is one of those games where it's like you probably already own it wherever you're playing it. But yeah, like it's crazy how it was just such a quick. That could be why, and it could fit your narrative. They're like they decided to make the cancellation refund. Let's clean everything up. That way we are we are Scott. Scotch free. Is that how you say yeah. it, John? Scotch free or Scott free? Scott free. Scott free, not Scotch. I've been thinking about you drinking Scotch. And you're you're good to go. Uh it will be see it will be crazy to see if anything sticks to him from a legal standpoint. It's yeah. crazy. I, I'm I'm a little sad because I did I'm I'm thinking about how we wanted them to succeed. The only person I have to say I feel bad in all this for is that guy who's reportedly a huge Red Dead Redemption uh two player and has like played something like what was it it was like 2000 something hours he's played online with this character through stadia and he right now you know like rockstar it doesn't work where you know like destiny is like destiny is not a problem because you have a destiny account right like i think the yeah. most that like they're crying about in that community is that apparently there's a guy who uses bots to kind of for the raids to set up checkpoints so people don't have to do all the raids and he just does the service for them every week, which is kind of cool. And I guess that yeah. will, that will die with stadia, but this guy has spent like 2000 something hours and you know, money and such. 
And now he's basically in a position where he doesn't have a way right now to get that character off of Stadia and onto an Xbox or to a PC or to, you know, PlayStation to keep going. So that's where, yeah. that's where that's you feel bad. So you know, <laughs> you spent three years yeah. of your life and, and now oh. you're like, well, I guess I'm done with this game. <laughs> you know, I brought up uh, other, I mean, like the PSVR. Mm-hmm. It's going to, they're going to stop making games for it. But it's still going to work, per se. If I still hook it up properly, it'll still work. Sure. I guess the reason they have to—I was thinking about this—they have to refund. This. It's never going to work again. No. Like you—you you just have a worthless thing. But it's still—I'm still like with John. I'm a little surprised they are refunding. Uh, I hope like situations like that guy—that was like literally his livelihood. Potentially, that's now been altered. You know. Yeah. It's there's a lot of ripple effects that happen. When something like this, that that was as big as it was, and then ends, you know, even to the point where we're like, we we probably need to at least acknowledge it on the on our show. Yeah, I don't Kinda know. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do now if Google will ever try again. Like, I'm trying to figure out how do they get in this space, and right now it doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't want a bunch of billionaire companies in our space don't we have plenty i mean we have enough it's just come on you're true um impact on gaming i don't see it as much of an impact on the industry as a whole because we knew this was coming it's not like we're not ready we, we weren't ready for this um something to it, it feels luma feels different than stadia yes it feels like they're it feels like they're it's almost it almost feels like they were waiting for someone else to go first to see what not to do. Um it seems like they're taking it in a more conservative direction and it seems to be going relatively well. Well, uh, I made a joke and John missed it and I'm not calling you out for it, but the Stadia controller had its two uh what are they called? The thumb joysticks. What are those officially called? Joysticks, thumbsticks, the, the thumb, the thumb. Okay, the thumbsticks. Right, Sean, don't throw joy in there. But they had them like parallel to each other. The Stadia mm-hmm. did. It's weird. Luna, it has them, you know, off center like you're supposed to, and everything. So that's that's the reason, John, that it's going to be better. Well, the PlayStation Drive controller has you just the same. Yeah, better. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when are we signing up for Luna, boys? <laughs> I'm good. You got no reason to. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's for the next 10 years, I think the best course of action is going to be for Sony and Microsoft and then to a lesser extent steam, um, especially with the steam deck where it's just going to be, Hey, we have cloud gaming. If you need it, right. You you're going on the road and you got your tablet and you got your phone. Here's an access to a very large library of games for you to play. And we're going to make sure it works as best as we can. And we're not going to just force you into this place where you're uncomfortable because we know probably over time, what will happen is as more generations come up and younger kids get more involved, they probably won't care as much about boxes as say us old men will. And as they begin to rule, they'll just phase that out. And you say that, and you've been saying that. Yeah. And I still think to some degree though, us, us gamers who have, a PC box or an Xbox. Sure, sure. 
that was the main reason we didn't say, let's just jump on the Stadia bandwagon. All the people who probably could have jumped on it, they would have been used to it. These these young folks you talk about, they're the reason Google Stadia didn't live. I, I I don't like making predictions about gaming. And this is no it's hard. this is no shot this is no shot at Chris, but but Chris was explaining to me twelve, thirteen years ago how we all were going to be playing video games on our iPads. And we do. You know? <laughs> No, I don't have an iPad. That's not exactly what Chris was suggesting. He was he was yeah. saying that the tablet, the tablet market, the mobile tablet market would be replacing the console market. Yeah, I mean, it has definitely not replaced it, but it's also now. I mean, mobile games make up the biggest portion of gaming in the world. Hence why Nintendo dominates so much in Japan with their Switch. I think it's because it's mobile. I mean. Right now, it's just, what was it? Like Call of Duty uh, Mobile is like dominates, I believe, for Activision, which shocks me that that game can even run on a phone, but they make it work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, we'll have the vision uh, that they call hindsight. It'll be perfectly set at 2020, and we'll see what Stadia brought to gaming. Did it leave anything that something future? Picked it up and made it better. Who knows? So can we now all predict when uh, Facebook is going to give up on Metaverse? Is that the next they, thing we can? They all just about? had a promo video, bro, about Metaverse. <laughs> They're trying, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just like looking. Meanwhile, you know, like our buddy Mike went into Fortnite last week, and you know we've got our friends, and I'm like, that's the Metaverse. You can literally play as any character. Yeah, and then like. A, a real life DJ named Marshmallow comes into the game to have a DJ set. Yeah. That in game you go watch him DJ. Like that is Ready Player One <laughs> 1.0 right there is is freaking Fortnite. Yeah. But it's crazy. Knows? But good good talk. Rest in peace to Stadia. Is there any final shots we need to say? Are we all good? Have we made our peace? Uh, so Richards, uh, let's see, I'm going to go 6.5 here <laughs> on Stadia. I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a one <laughs> because I at least clicked on your website and thought about buying it. Oof. I'm giving Stadia a one. <laughs> oh, poor, poor, poor Google. John, did you want to, th- through BK, did you want to give a Richard for Stadia, John? Yeah. Don't be silly. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do some news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! That actually came through perfectly. That's because we're pros, said. dude. We are pros. You're like two for 125 since we got your home. face is two for 125. <laughs> Uh, I'm joking, of course, but this is our news segment. We got quite a few, so we're going to roll through these. If you remember last week, we took off because we are lazy pieces of you-know-what. So let's go straight into Big Bode. How about that? How about that, John? And John's playing a Switch. So Big Bode is not going to be red. Disney Dreamlight Valley purchased. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get to Big Mode. Yeah, buddy. Chris's favorite YouTuber, the video game Dunkey, is starting an indie game publisher. The popular personality is calling the new uh, company Big Mode and describes it 
as a new game publishing company that will help indie games stand out from the crowd. Quote, I've been on, should I talk like him? <laughs> no. no. I've been on YouTube for 11 years now. And one of the core themes of my channel <laughs> has always been to slam dunk soulless cra- uh, cash grabs in the garbage can and lift up and praise the truly inspired works of art in this medium. For years and years, I've always sought out the very best indie games out there and have tried to do them justice, putting millions of eyes on the games that actually deserve attention. Quote, end quote. Over the years, Dunkey has achieved, uh, has achieved slash obtained 7 million subscribers and several billion views. That's with a B, John. Yeah. Everybody has their favorite video game donkey moment. Mine is when he, uh, there's this little scene where he talks Have about, I ever seen him? he talks about, um, his, uh, my favorite thing is his reaction to Wind Waker remastered. And mm. it's just, I can't, if you have, if you should go check it out. He's like, whoa, it was just really funny, but um, I don't see a need for him to do this, but I'm, you know, I, I wish him the best of luck. He is passionate about this. Like that dude will always be lifting up little small things that I've never heard of that. You know, he just sits there and makes a video and then cause donkey made a video. Here comes, you know, everyone purchasing it on steam and giving it a try, which is awesome, but best of luck. Maybe he'll have a trailer for some of these games. I was waiting. I can't talk without pivots. I got to tell you that right now. It's a Mario trailer. The first trailer for the upcoming Super Mario movie will be shown at New York Comic Con next month. It will be shown on October 6th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And that's going to be part of a Nintendo Direct as well. The movie was originally announced back in 2018 and is being produced by Nintendo and Illumination. The game resurfaced again in September 21. I think that was supposed to say the movie. Movie. (laughs) The movie resurfaced again in September of 2021, (laughs) where Miyamoto announced the film's cast to include Chris Pratt being cast as the voice of Mario. I think they also announced a direct for this for for us not going to New York Comic Con. Yeah, uh, on the 6th. Yeah. So it will be out there for us to see. Yeah, and that's going to be something I'll watch because I, I'm not excited for this as a Nintendo fan because I, it's going to be like watching the video game. I don't know. Right, so I don't know. So I need them to give me the thing to make me want to watch it. John, thoughts? Chris Pratt. Jack He's Black. Jack Black is, is Bowser. He's Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, now he's Bowser, apparently, too. Apparently, we got to go into voice acting voice. So we're definitely getting a trailer the 6th. So that's, we look yes. forward to that. That's coming That's coming on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Oh, it's What's going to be crazy is I want to see the trailer, how different it is from the direct. Because the uh, direct is hmm. all about the movie only. Yeah. I assume that the direct was the trailer. Maybe. Prob- probably. It'll probably just some more news or What whatever. if it's not? I think he's already said it's it's only going to be the trailer. <laughs> what if we see movie merch? Probably. Do we buy movie merch? A tie-in Mario game. Dude, mm. they could if they dude, Nintendo. If you wanted us to wear Mario movie shirts while we record our <laughs> podcast on twitchtv chat, we totally would. I'm just saying Nintendo. It would be hype. If Nintendo yeah. made a Mario game with Chris Pratt just walking around going, "I'm Chris Pratt." 
now I'm Mario. Look at me. I'm pissing people off because I'm Chris Pratt. I hope it's good. And I think we'd have to go watch it together at a movie theater and have popcorn. For sure. No matter what. It's happening, Sean. Oh, it's happening, Chris. Speaking of things happening, Microsoft CEO uh, Seda Nadella is still confident that the company's acquisition of Activision Activision Blizzard will go through as planned. Quote, of course, any acquisition of this size will go through scrutiny, but we feel very, very, very confident that will come out. Uh, There have been concerns around this acquisition and its appearance of anti-competitiveness. However, Nadella points out that Sony has also acquired studios saying, so if this is about competition, let us have competition. I think he's right. Doesn't seem like there's anything slowing this down in the U.S., and that is the one place Microsoft cares about this place. So, uh, let us. I think he's. I think he's falsely equating the acquisition of Bungie with the acquisition of of Activision Blizzard. I don't think they're the same thing. I don't think the acquisitions that Sony made are even in the same ballpark as Activision Blizzard. It's not competition. It's not competition. Yeah. I think they have a natural competition. I mean, it is. Say that again. I think they have a natural competition, right? Sony and Microsoft? No? It is competition. And everything about this is competition. I mean, Sony's bought Insomniac. They've bought, you know, yeah, they own Bungie now. They've bought uh, plenty of exclusives through there. You still, you still cannot play Final oh. Fantasy VII no. uh, Remake on, no. on Xbox, even though it was originally advertised on there. You can't. Play Street Fighter Five, which has been something that's the most popular fighting series of all time on any R console but PlayStation. This is what they do. They spent billions of dollars back in the day on Call of Duty themselves to pull it from Xbox as the premium platform and make it the home on PlayStation Four. And I think you know it's going to keep being this. the the equation of competition would be Sony purchasing Square Enix, not them licensing final fantasy or not them licensing street fighter five. That's not the same as Xbox. See what Xbox said in this statement and we'll move on because I know we got a lot of news to go through, Mm -hmm. but what Xbox said was, well, Sony bought Bungie and Sony doesn't even retain any real control over Bungie. So we can't pretend like this is the same thing. More power to them, but mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. Oh, it's the biggest purchase for sure. I mean, that's that's the one thing that's not debatable, but I don't know. To me, it's like both of these companies do a lot of things trying to better themselves. And even with this complete, just keep this in mind, Sony would still be the biggest console game developer in terms of sales and everything in terms of owning the industry. And this would only get Microsoft to, I believe second on the list. They are not even second right now. When are we getting Sony phones? Mm. Well, Chris, you often say that the sales are, you know, the only sales that matter are us sales. And there you go. Xbox. That's the one they're going for. That's why I don't think, this this is going through just because the US isn't going to scrutinize this and kill it. Now, well, this is probably going to be the what? The EU, on the other hand, where Sony has a lot of connections, who knows? And I think even if it did get killed by them, 
Microsoft would still just go, no, we don't care if you don't want to put us out there. We'll just be here. Well, just in case it doesn't go through, don't Hmm. worry. They made a website. They did. The news continues. Microsoft has launched a website to show the benefits of Xbox Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. (laughs) Activision. (laughs) The site outlines Xbox's, quote, vision for gaming and makes claims regarding the benefits of players, game developers, and the gaming industry as a whole. According to the company, the acquisition will lead to to more games on more devices. More choice when it comes to purchasing games. (laughs) And more variety for mobile gamers. From a development standpoint, the acquisition will make it easier for studios to get their games in front of players, lead to fairer marketplace rules, and provide greater flexibility in payment systems. The website also places an emphasis on positive workplace culture. Like I said, you want to buy Activision Blizzard, buy Activision Blizzard, but don't use a website to gaslight consumers over this kind of stuff. Come on. It's got to stop. They're not gaslighting. <laughs> I just don't see the point of the website if, if this thing's going through. Well, they're doing it mainly because of what Sony's doing to fire back to them in, in England, the EU. That's the main reason they're doing this. Like I said, the US, they don't have a problem. But Sony has a lot of connections out there and they are playing all of them. Hence why they got put into a second review or whatever it is out in Europe and Microsoft didn't challenge it because they didn't think they could avoid it because they know they have connections that they were going to press on this. Good deal, Sean. Yeah. Good point. I was talking what did about you say? You did, and that oh, okay. was eat a Cheeto. Um, is Chris getting... Is this a Chris loves Microsoft fanboy thing going on right now? No, I just I well, I mean, you could say it's a John loves I Microsoft, right? I I'm just session. You guys feel like one of you are Sony and one of you are Microsoft right now. It's one of those things. I just look at it and I go, it's <laughs> to me, it's like hypocritical. Like none of these companies are perfect. They both do no. at, at like terrible things, and I'm like, if you're going like, no, you can't do this thing because it hurts us. I'm like, you do plenty of things to hurt your competition. So let's just get that out of the way right now. You know, let's let's just put that past us and deal with the facts. It's like, you, hey, you, one it, company it's not, spent- you, it's not that you don't have a point, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you can say you do something to hurt the competition. That's capitalism. Sure. Microsoft is doing something to potentially harm and damage the industry. How? It's not taking Warzone off of there. It's not going to take Call of Duty off of there. For now. I mean, and no, they're not going to long-term. We know they're not going to, but they're trying to spin it like they are. You know, if, they, you put, know? if they put Call of Duty free to play, they will put it there. And I would say the reason I know is because everything shows in their history when they've acquired big purchases, they've primarily kept them where they are. Minecraft is still everywhere. Elder Scrolls Online, still everywhere. Fallout 76, even though, you know, no one John, here is playing it, we should, still we should everywhere. play that game. <laughs> Well, what I said was hurts the industry. I fear like what's Chris, I think what you heard was hurt Sony. No, I mean, I don't think what it's I said was hurt the industry when you have, and, and we're going to talk about this later on in the news, mm-hmm. but the consolidation of properties into these big billion dollar companies, mm-hmm. 
it's it can't be good. It, it can't be good. Right. It's sure. a race to the bottom. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah. not talking about what it does to Sony. I'm talking about what it does to the industry as a whole. It is just my potential is my opinion that is potentially damaging to the industry. That's all. Yeah. Chris is all for it though. I just, I'm not one for one way. I mean, do I wish Activision was probably still independent or at least Blizzard was? Yes. Activision. Mm -hmm. I really could care less about, (laughs) but I'm just saying if I get, if I can get world of Warcraft on game pass, I'm in what? Yeah. Right. I'm kidding. I think it should. I think it should go exclusively to Stadia. Oh, timing hashtag. Uh, speaking of uh, more Activision Blizzard news, I'm gonna keep it going. How about it, huh? Because this is fun. Resignation from Activision Blizzard is the headline, and this is what it means. The chief compliance officer for Activision Blizzard, and this is what it means. <laughs> this is what it means. Frances Townsend has stepped down from her role at the company and will now serve in an advisory role to the board and CEO. She was previously criticized for her actions regarding the news of the company's sexual harassment lawsuit. Jen Brewer, Senior Vice President for Ethics and Compliance, and Lucy Altman, the Senior Vice President of Corporate Governance, will now fill the role. So there you go. Every day they're shuffling. Shuffling. Yeah, not shocking. Not shocking at all. You could put no. on your resume going forward that it took two people to backfill my role. Yeah. <laughs> I was so BA. Exactly. Speaking of things that we didn't know, we're going to wait. What? That's not good. Somebody talk about Tiny Tina, please. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is now the start of a new franchise. Gearbox Software has indicated that the sales numbers for the game represent a major victory. Quote, Wonder. Wonderland shattered all of our target expectations, both critically and commercially. And I'm thrilled to report that in addition to great financial rewards from this victory, that this will be coming our way in the coming quarters. We have established a firm beachhead and we now clearly have a new franchise on our hands. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was originally released back in March, 2022. I am not too shocked because this was a pretty solid game. A lot of fun. So why not make more, right? Gives them another entry to the whole entire, um, what you call it, Borderlands universe. So now they can just kind of go back and forth, right? Here's a Tiantini game. Here's a new Borderlands game. Maybe something in offshoot like Tales from the whole Borderlands. Assassin's Creed on us. So Ubisoft, right? Yeah, probably. And I'm sure they'll kill it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of... Uh, I need to play that game. I know you got a backlog, John. I, I think I wanted to play Tiny Tina. Love a good backlog. I don't. I got to be honest. But speaking <laughs> of things that were driven to the ground, like a phoenix in the ashes, John. E3, huh? Y'all's uh, pivot. <laughs> Y'all's anecdotes are weird tonight. Your <laughs> anecdote is always weird, you know, but you wear that shirt that's lovely and you're reporting on things and. It's uh, all in the details, man. Yeah, the deets. All right. Speaking of details. E3. Is that the right one? E3 has announced the dates of its return as June 13th through the 16th. Uh, in addition, it will be it will hold separate days for press and public, because we don't need those dirty, stinking public <laughs> getting in the press's way. Partner digital events will precede the physical uh, expo. Expo, which will begin on June 11th. 
What's notable is that E3 2023 will separate public and press into two distinct parts. June 13th through the 15th will be dubbed Business Days, with June 15th to the 16th will be known as E3 Gamer Days, and will offer a focus on co- uh, consumers, allowing them to go hands-on with the future of gaming and connect with developers, content creators, media personalities, and more. Quote, our vision is to reunite the industry by reestablishing the traditional E3 week, bring back the spark, and restore E3's role as a truly magical global showcase event for game creators and consumers. End quote. Magical. I, I hope it's true. The, the humor I read out of that is you got to stay separate until we say it's okay to play together. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. about being funny, you know, about the, the consumers in the press. But John, is that what you're doing? Are, are you wearing that shirt, getting used to a press credential maybe being wrapped around it? I Live on I, I, I thought I was going to get out of this show without hearing about my shirt. But the shirt is magic. Speaking of magic, John, that show is, oh, oh, it's magic. Okay. Coming to you live through E3. E3 Expo. I still think there's, I think they need one more step. I think they need to get it out of LA. Get it out, get it out of California. There's people falling asleep on the streets, just spilling diarrhea out of their butts. I've seen it. <laughs> they need to bring it to. Uh, Have you seen this picture? A, yeah. a, a homeless guy sleeping on the sidewalk it's with here. diarrhea. <laughs> just pouring. It's not. Which is sad. It's it is. Sad. But they need to get it out of there. I completely dead silence the crowd. Yeah, it's I fine. just have nothing to say. I mean, it's kind of just wait and see. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with this. Chris, Chris is the one. He was the one that was like E3's dead. So he's like, well, now they're yeah. coming back. Well, they're, they're trying to, but until I actually like. Proof. Chris is an analyst. He needs yeah, data. I need to, like, if I hear Phil Spencer say we will be at E3 next year, then I'd be like, okay, well, they're going to at least give this a shot. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. One is Nintendo to have a direct around E3. We want, we want what we want, you know? Exactly. Uh, it will be good to have that E3 back if it is an E3. And just like E3, we had a game that we thought was dead, Chris. And it's not. Yeah. That's you. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You go after John. Son <laughs> of a biscuit. <laughs> it, it, Effing good to be back, okay? Apparently, I'm rusty. But Cyberpunk 2077 is seeing a huge resurgence. Director Powell Sasko. Powell Sasko. Powell Sasko. While speaking to gamers on his Twitch channel, stated, it's hard to express when you're putting so much heart and work into something. And you know for some of us, it's been six, seven, eight years sometimes, especially for those who started at the very beginning. So to have this moment of people liking something that we did, it's really feeling a bit unreal that finally people are appreciating it. That's the end of the quote. The game's popularity is showing no sign of slowing down now because one million people have played the game each day this week. That, that is was current. Last week, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the previous week. Yeah, and yeah, it's not working. Right? Sean, if you want to, Sean, if you want to jump down to the last news item and read that. That would probably be a good idea. So we're going to go right into the sales of Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 hit a sales milestone of 20 million units, 
That's good. The game originally launched in December of 2020. Remember what was going on then? The game has had... Read it, Sean. The game has sold 2 million copies since April of 2022. According to their Twitter page, over 20 million cyberpunks have been roaming the streets of Night City. I don't know that reference. Chris does. Partying with Jackie. I don't know who that is. And getting to know Johnny. That's Johnny Silverhand, isn't it? Driving around the Pan Am and diving with Judy. Hanging out with River and listening to Carrie songs. I think it meant to say driving around with Pan Am. With she's Pan Am? A, yeah, she's a person. They, they, they tweeted it, man. <laughs> they The news team didn't mistype this, man. Uh, thank you, and we hope to see you all in the Afturn Life? A- Afterlife. Um, that's the name. I'm of the Ron Burgundy. <laughs> see, guys, guys, when I notice people. when I notice there's a typo, <laughs> when I notice there's a typo, I I just go with well, it and and read it the way it was meant. You know, yeah, I don't. You guys, know, I you know, guys could try that. to do that. I do I a lot. I didn't know the tweet. Well, well to be fair, source material. John, to be fair, when I screw up a Dude, word, hold on a sec, Chris. Chris, there's no there's no be fair in you at all. Ever, <laughs> yes, sir, Chris. No, it's to one be sided. To be fair, uh, you know, whenever I screw up a name or a word, I try to go through it, and I am not let off on that hook either. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways. Can we Anyways. take next week off? Yeah, <laughs> I've, had sure. an, I've had enough. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm happy for the team. You know, I know my, you are. My complaints were never with the team, the people working on this day-to-day. It was more of the executives, right? And the investors forcing their hands and people just not being honest with where this game was. If they just waited, sure, I don't think this game is as good as Witcher 3, but it's still... I mean, on PC, I thought it was a really good game, and I think it's shown that it has legs now, right? And I'm I don't looking forward it, to the I don't DLC. Think it was, I don't think it was executives. I think it was. I think it was the the workers. They screwed up. It was clearly the workers. That. They put out a you would cusp word of a product. <laughs> but um, yeah, of course, that is all that we're we're being funny. I don't, Chris, I honestly don't remember you ever saying anything about executives when you complained about the game. Though. Oh, I did. Uh, oh, I remember. He did. Yeah. Did he specifically say the word executives? I believe he used uh, the bourgeoisie. <laughs> hey, I don't remember. I have to go back to the archives and listen again. I think he deleted that game. That, uh, that no episode. doubt. Was that part of the Thanos? Because he thought he didn't get any emails? No, he just deleted that one specifically because he was Because he actually showed something system. negative against the people who made Cyberpunk and he didn't like the way that stood? Yeah. You mean Witcher 3? Yeah, yeah. Witcher 3. That too. <laughs> that would have been the more important <laughs> one. Oh my goodness. I, I'm happy you're going to read the next piece of news though, Chris. Because I need you to be more happy about this. The Splinter Cell remake will be re- rewritten and be more relevant to modern day audience. See? Just prove my point. According to button. According to a recent job listing for a scriptwriter, using the first Splinter Cell game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern-day audience. We want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters in the world to make them more authentic and believable. As scriptwriter, as a scriptwriter at Ubisoft Toronto, you will join the narrative team and help create a cohesive and compelling 
narrative experience for a new audience of Splinter Cell fans. The original game was released in 2002, so that means they haven't even written the freaking game. They don't know <laughs> what the story is, but they've already announced it. Um, yeah. The more I've thought about this, I will say I'm a, I don't love it, but I understand it because this feels like EA motive doing dead space or even here two weeks ago or whatever, two, three weeks ago, last of us or night dog doing last of us remake. I feel like this is all more about hopefully teaching a bunch of new people who have never made a splinter cell game, how to make a splinter cell game, looking at assets, figuring out how does this work? What things, you know, you need to work to make it feel like a good splinter cell game. And if that's the case, and it leads to new splinter cell games afterwards, I'm fine with it. On the other hand, if like two years later, I hear that we're going to have conviction and then, you know, no, basically just what a repeat of all their games. I'm going to be like, come on. This, just this next it? statement is only so I can see Chris's reaction. I do not wish ill on anybody else, but for the joke and the happiness of Sean, I hope they show the first trailer for this Splinter Cell, and it's like the Prince of Persia trailer that we saw. Because <laughs> Chris I, will lose. <laughs> I, am, I am Sam Fisher, and I am going to do some Splinter Selling. <laughs> oh, that would make me happy. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, hmm. Now, it'll be some time before we see that. And Sounds like it. Yeah. John, do you have anything to add to that before I make this magical pivot? Or do you want to, you don't? No, I, I look for, I've never given Splinter Cell a go. But the fact that they're modernizing it is beneficial to me because I get to, it's like I get to try it, you know. You know what you should play, John? You should play Conviction because it's basically uh, John Wick the video game. When did, when did that come out? 2011, <laughs> I think. Huh? Maybe 2010, 2011. Terrible. That's not the latest game that came out. No, right? that was... Um, Blacklist? Yeah. That was the one after it. It was a good show. <laughs> it is a good show. Good show. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, it may be a while before we do see anything on this game, John, but we actually all just got to see our first full trailer of something kind of kind of important to us, right? Is this me? Yes. yes. Uh, we've gotten a final full trailer final. for HBO's The Last of Us. The trailer was released as part of The Last of Us Day celebrations with a mostly wordless trailer giving us our first glimpses of live-action clickers, the overgrown landscape, characters, and the iconic opening scene from the original game. While getting a glimpse of a lot more of the show, we still don't have an official release date with the trailer still just showing 2023. Yeah. Do you guys well, care? Are you guys are you guys 100% in on this? Like yes. no. Okay. Yeah. I'm in on just, it. Just because it's the dude from Chernobyl who I mean if you've never seen that that is Chernobyl's amazing. Really good. Uh, the casting seems great. I mean even like I heard in the background I'm guessing she's playing Tess uh Carrie Coon who I think she's like I've Name seen her. Drop? I've seen her a number of things, and she doesn't do a lot of stuff. But like, usually everything she does is pretty solid, right? Um, leftovers being her big thing. But and of course, you, uh, old Mandalorian. I mean, 
do you want them to do the video game or their do their own thing, go their own way? Maybe expand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would be fine with them. I mean, actually the cool thing would be if they did the first two and then, you know, if Naughty Dog wants to go off and do something different instead of doing Last of Us Part 3, they can continue the story. The first game story was amazing. Yes. The second game story was amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to show the what the player stuff like that we did. You can kind of improvise that to fit it more of on a TV thing. But the story is there. Don't make a mistake of not using that content. It's amazing stuff. I'm going to laugh if Joel crouches behind something and I watch Abby just, or not Abby, Ellie just walk out. Shank him. <laughs> Joel just standing I'm gonna, up. Uh, I'm going to laugh if, if if it shows Joel focusing and you could see the clickers through the walls. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what equivalent for me, I think you're like this all the time. So I didn't know that the Halo show was going to decide to take off Master Chief's helmet. What will be the equivalent that they do for this show? <laughs> what could be the equivalent of like why Joel, did you do that? Joel wears a Master Chief helmet the whole time? <laughs> I'm trying to think what they could do. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. it would from what the trailer. I don't know what they would be doing that would they're, change it. They're, yeah, I don't. know. I'm excited for it though, John. I don't know why the clickers, you're not. The clickers. I don't know. I, I just. Um, the games are so it's almost like it's not an it's not a negative thing it's just the games are just so enough for me mm-hmm. they're their own special thing and they're just they're enough for me i don't know the walking dead folks thought the comics were enough for them you know they were <laughs> oh and and you then they got me no i mean no no that was hey man i'm hey, not, I just, hey, I'm not hey, taking whoa, up for hey, xbox hey, right hey, now man shot <laughs> I think the big thing I think about is like my parents would never play a last of us video game. Right. Yeah. There's, there's but obviously that. I think that trailer, I, I imagine watching my mom sitting down with my dad and watching that on Sunday night on HBO. I got to watch. Hold on. Let me watch the trailer real quick. Wait, is it going to come on before Sunday night football? <laughs> Probably after football? or football. Middle of it. <laughs> football. Oh my God. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fan of uh, numbers and especially the MPD numbers, we do love to give you these. And we're going to give you the ones for the month of August. Let's give you some facts first, though. The PS5, I don't know how it outsold the Switch in both dollar sales and unit sales, with the Switch still being the best selling console of the year, however. Okay. So it, PS5 won August. Uh, all those bots that bought PS5s are counting those in the numbers. Uh, consumers, you don't have them yet, but it's fine. But I gonna just I'm gonna keep talking and give you the top ten games for August. We're gonna start with number ten. It's a Switch title. It's called Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Number ten there. Number nine was MLB The Show 2022. So there you go with that. Number eight was a game John and myself played and probably should play a little more, and that's Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. The game is super cool. Number seven, kids can't get enough of this one. This is Minecraft. Minecraft number seven is amazing. Also amazing is our number six game, which I think this got a boost in the uh, additional courses you can purchase. That is Mario Kart 8. However, I say that Mario Kart 8 is always on a list, it feels like. Number five, we're in the top five now. We got multiverses. Number five. Number four, Chris's game of the year, Elden Ring. That's not proven. 
<laughs> Anecdotal. <laughs> Number three, we have Marvel Spider-Man. That's uh that's pretty good, you know. Now our top two, a game we chose to uh not really play. Number two, Saints Row. <laughs> Uh, it still had some big sales, but number one, Shocker. Madden Madden NFL twenty three. There you go, top Every ten year. MPD numbers. Every year. Every year. It's crazy. It's like you get to August and Madden just takes over. Yeah. Speaking of takeover. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Nice. According to sources, Tencent is shifting its focus to aggressively, quote, buying majority stakes mainly in overseas gaming companies. Uh, In the past, the company has had a heavy focus in acquiring minority stakes in gaming companies as more of of a passive financial investor, but the new strategy seeks to, quote, even controlling stakes in companies outside of China. Uh, it would seem that the company will focus primarily on Europe for now. Tencent currently is the number one gaming firm by revenue and currently owns uh, a large stake in Ubisoft with 11%. I believe they own uh, 40-something percent of Epic, and they own the folks that do League of Legends. They and this just in, they also bought all of Weekly Games Chat, so they own us. <laughs> we are doomed. But also, they're going to make money off of us because we're amazing. It's what they do. There's your consolidation. Speaking of uh, those Mario t-shirts, we still want those. I'd like Coke Zero, too. We got any Coke guys here? Let's just ask for things to see if it happens, boys. I can't drink Coke Zero <laughs> anymore. Yeah, but you could get things like, uh, um, I don't know, graphics cards, Chris. Oh, yeah. Be like, NVIDIA, what's up? I'll take a 4080. <laughs> And John needs to like some lanyards for all of his on-site presser events. No? Okay. I'm sorry, John. I love you. You mean for my press pass when I go to E3? Yes. <laughs> my press pass. <laughs> my press pass. You made yourself laugh there. I'm I so did. glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's your turn, John. You get to talk about Horizon. Oh, it's a remaster, guys. Or is it a remake? I hate... Why do I hate these so much? According to a rumor... A remaster of the original Horizon Zero Dawn is in the works for PS5. Alongside a brand new multiplayer game for PS5 and PC. It is currently unclear whether this is a full-blown remake or a remaster. The report claims that the new version will add accessibility features, graphics modes, and equality of and a and a, and, a qual, and quality of life improvements to the gameplay itself. This is all just an elaborate excuse to make what's her name? Aloy. Aloy. Aloy look the same in both games because they know. They completely made her look different. She looks like a distant relative in the new game. That's all. I still like her, though. Mm -hmm. Got some bad news for you about Spider-Man, by the way, on that. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, I just... I feel like the game's new enough to where we didn't need a a remaster or remake yet. It's all, I mean, it's already, it's like they already up it and made it 60 frames. I don't really know what the point of it is. 
Because they want seventy more dollars from you, John. Yes. <laughs> and they want somebody who hasn't played it to get it on their PS5 at that seventy dollar mark, which is crazy. Yes. They want to make as much uh, as they can. Did either of you get the Last of Us Part One? No, but I may be getting it in the bundle I buy soon. I have it. I have barely played it. Why do you say it like that? Because I kind of regret that I bought it. I should have waited. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I replayed Last of Us Part 1 before Last of Us Part 2, right? And I feel like that was the only revisit I needed of that game for a while. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not as high on it. You. You know, and I'm like, I played it for a little bit and I was like, okay, this literally is just Last of Us, but really looks freaking pretty. You know, no question. It looks the best it's ever looked. Um, but I have not put it in a ton of time. I have not even left Boston yet. That should tell you how much time I've played. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it takes place in Boston? Yeah. There's Spoilers. a part in Boston. Thanks man. a lot, man. You talked about clickers earlier. See, that's a fun hidden yeah. fact, John. Uh, I didn't when, say the clickers were in Boston. <laughs> True, good point. That's a fun hidden uh, fact, John. When uh, the show comes out, when they're in Boston, Marky Mark's going to have a guest appearance. <laughs> Marky Mark. <laughs> what do you think's out there? You think there's clickers? I think they're that's trying the to get us. He he comes in as Sully. <laughs> clickers? <laughs> Has no relevance to the thing. I think there's some kind of infection here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be devastated, dude. Oh my God. God. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> hey, Mr. Goat. You're a goat oh in the post apocalypse. And there's clickers. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, man. Marky Mark. Marky Mark, if you want to be friends with the show, follow us on Twitter. Be nice. <laughs> right? Uh, we have news about something leaving early access, much okay. like. A, okay. Okay, love. Vampire Survivors is leaving early access with a major, <laughs> major update on the 20th of October, which will be the game's official launch date. Version 1.0 will include new achievements, balance changes, new language support, and a wealth of surprises that developer Ponkle said will offer a little something for everyone, you know? Vampire Survivor is once again the most played Steam Deck game in September of 2022. I put a lot of time into Vampire Survivors, didn't I? That was the game I played with Mike. Yeah, we were vampires. The sunlight mm -hmm. would kill you. It was awesome. And then we couldn't... He, he was so good at that game. I, I logged off one night and logged back in. We were like in a, you know, like a hut the night before. When I came back, he was in a full straight up like Dracula castle with a throne. It was amazing. But then isn't apparently. This the, isn't this the bullet hell game? At least it kind yeah, of. Yeah, I thought that's what, what that was. I think you're thinking of a different one. I think you're thinking which one am I ones. thinking about? <clears throat> you're thinking of a different vampire one. You're thinking about that Diablo-ish looking game. What is that game called? <laughs> It's uh, called Vampire Survivors. No. 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 It, it's called Di Diablo like game. Vampire game. <laughs> it should be like in your Steam library. Diablo. Look in your Steam library. I don't want to do that, man. V Rising. V Rising. V Rising's the jam, dude. Don't mean to take any spotlight away from the release of Vampire. It was so Survivors. good. We, it was so good that we couldn't convince you to cover it on the show. Mm hmm. You did not want to cover it. I what? Well, because I wanted Mike to come on with me. 
I think we would have made good chem- chemistry, but he's so scared to come back on the show because he said you're mean to him. That's because you made him feel inferior or something. He said, "Man, you're lying. Why no. are you lying? He would never do that. He's just a big baby. I don't lie." <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he just felt stranded. Oh, but anyway, stranded. Speaking you know? of being stranded and saved, <laughs> many gaming companies such as Ubisoft and Bungie are working on letting players transfer Google Stadia saves. After the unexpected shutdown of Stadia, devs from across the industry are trying to help players by allowing them to transfer game saves to other platforms. According to Ubisoft, quote, while Stadia will shut down on January 18th of 2023, we're happy to share that we're working to bring the games you own on Stadia to PC through Ubisoft Connect. We'll have more to share regarding specific details as well as the impact for Ubisoft Plus subscribers at a later date. That's good to hear. No one wants to see someone who plays Red Dead Redemption <laughs> for 5 million hours get stranded. Well, oh, but That's not but, Ubisoft. But Rockstar needs to be like, Hey, bro. They got a hack got they're you. dealing with, man. Huh? <laughs> they got their hack yeah. they're dealing with. I know, but this guy is... Mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. <clears throat> that sucks. Oh, I gotta do the thing, don't I? Are you... We, we don't get to talk about anything else about Stranded. John was gonna mention something about this. I don't remember what he was gonna mention, but he said later on we got more news on the Stadia. That was it. The voice is spoken, and then it says yeah, John should talk I about. Shut up! I know the rules. And uh, John should talk about Dragonflight. POS right here. <laughs> the late's the late's World of Warcraft expansion. Dragonflight launches on November 29th. Eighth. That says eight, John. That says an eight. That's an eight, John. It's right there in front of me. Yeah. November 32nd. <laughs> Did I say 32nd? No, you said no, 29th, okay. but yeah. November 35th. <laughs> I'm not going to get that. On November 64th. Dragonflight. Eight, Sean. Hey, Sean. Look at me. Look at me, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Dragonflight was crafted without incredible community in mind. What? Why, why does it say without? Oh. <laughs> oh. Hillary. 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 Look at me. <laughs> All right. Dragonflight was crafted with our... With our... Without... What have I written with our, <laughs> with our incredible community in mind and oh. with the desire to return to what we all love most dearly, the splendor of Azeroth. That's true. That's I, true. Lost my, I lost my place. Uh-huh. And its uh-huh. characters. And its characters. I still lost my place. Oh, I'm in, I'm in the wrong one. Uh, all right, here. And its characters with our player cast... With our players cast as heroes, we invite everyone into this new adventure where we will bask in the landscape of dragons, become a part of their ancient legacy, and watch the secrets of this land unfold together. End quote. The expansion will launch with eight new dungeons and four new zones. 
It's terrible. No, it. Chris is trying to gaslight me. We're all very excited about it. I'm um, sure they will have fun. Dragon it should Jutai? be fun. Dra- mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are excited about dragons. They're excited that they mentioned the return to what Azeroth is. Um, not to say that Shadowlands was the worst expansion ever. Um, who knows what's We're just happen. saying that it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. There was a, there's something in, in Shadowlands called the Maw. And anybody who's played Shadowlands and you just heard me say that, you know. But they also did that on purpose. The Maw John was like, it was like hell. And so when you went there, you felt like you were in hell. But players don't want that anymore. They want to be coddled. You know, they want to feel like they worked. But really, did we work? You know, so we'll see how this plays out. It looks from what we've seen so far, beautiful. Chris is not going to bring back Pandaquan for this one, even though we want him to. We need a healer, you know, but he doesn't get sucked into into WoW anymore. He's He's got a... He's got, <laughs> he's I got, got a God a, of War to take care of. And John's yeah, video true. froze, and I don't know why. Whose video froze? John did, but he's not frozen, but he's frozen on here. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. Um, here. It's what probably if I do fine. this? What if I just go, no, John? John. Hey, there he is. Mine's not up. Oh, wait. Yet. That's the wrong one. <laughs> that was the show's <laughs> ended, guys. <laughs> Can we? Oh... I really want to wrap this up because I'm hungry, guys. I'm hungry, too, but I'm not going to because the fans didn't have us last week, Chris. No, whose fault is that? <laughs> Let's do some emails. <laughs> Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the <laughs> Good news, we didn't get Thanos, boys and girls, because you remembered that you could send an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. In theory, you had two weeks to do that. We got a few we're going to read today. Sorry, YouTube TV, we're not reading yours. But uh, you guys started off, and we'll get through these and and ha- make some folks kind of happy. I'll do both of Alejandro's here. All right. Uh, first up, he wrote in, and he said, Gentlemen, thank you again for reading my emails, even though John doesn't know how to pronounce SNES correctly. Oh, my Dang God. Right. Delete. <laughs> I've noticed that while you often discuss sports in the intro part of the podcast, I've never heard you review a sports video game. Huh. You never even mentioned them. Uh, with the rare exception of NBA 2K. Personally, I enjoy watching sports, but sports video games suck. Or, well, leave me cold. I read <laughs> below. Uh, the exception is when it's a fake sport, such as Rocket League. I'd love to hear your thoughts on why sports video games and why they all suck. <laughs> You're a good sport, Alejandro. And this was sent from the future. Which the is future! Because then apparently a couple days afterwards, he wrote in again and said, Gentlemen, yesterday I was horrified to discover there was no weekly games chat podcast for the week to Chris Thanos the episode because of my email asking why <laughs> sports video games all suck. Uh, it's so then my apologies for causing you fellows to rage quit the internet. 
contri- <laughs> contritely yours, Alejandro. P.S. To fill the void, I listened to Chris's review of NBA 2K20. Uh, from his description, it sounds like it's a life sim that includes a basketball mini game. So I'm not <laughs> wrong. He's not wrong. Um, you know, I don't think sports video games suck. I do think you play one. No, you don't play Madden anymore. You don't. I was waiting on you to say that. Can you tell you don't play baseball games anymore? I've played MLB the show this year. Oh, me, do played- I need to get Josh and Kenny in? Talk about how much you play with them that they still play it. I don't care about them. <laughs> I've played, I played FIFA this year. I played UFC four when it came out. You dabble in them. The one you play is NBA. No, 2K. the one I'm I'll committed to is NBA 2K, but I'll I give you that. And you know this and you know, when NCAA football, if it comes out next year, oh, that's like a different story. We all know that, but yeah, I don't think they suck per se. I think that the yearly iteration, there's not, there hasn't been, and you may counter it with what you know from this year from NBA 2K. Mm. In general, it feels like it's a fresh coat of paint, new rosters, minimal updates. At least it did for me for many, 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 many years. Um, but but they're fun, and I think the older we've gotten, sports games for us kind of went away with the exception of potentially college football. And I don't know why that is. I'm a big soccer fan and I don't play FIFA. I actually am not a big soccer fan. I enjoyed playing FIFA. FIFA's off the chain, right? But like he said, I'd much rather play rocket league. And we did that for quite a long time. Yeah. You know, like you said, games that are sports ish, but not a sports simulator. If that makes sense. The problem with sports games that is pretty clear that you just cannot avoid right now, at least team sports games is that all of them have bought into the, make a fantasy team through card packs thing, whether yeah, you call right. it Madden ultimate team, FIFA ultimate team, uh, you know, NBA 2K has their fantasy team thing. I think it's diamond dynasty and MLB the show. Uh, and that's where the money is. And like the one exception is 2K because they also have my career and all of that to make money as well. And they have really invested in that to make a metaverse. Um, but you know, because the focus is there to Sean's point, like on a lot of these other things, they don't really feel like more than just a new, you know, coat of paint and a roster update for everything else. Like, you know, the big, I went and tried out the big, uh, remodification of franchise mode this year for men. And it felt as hollow as it did before, just with a little bit of twerks. Like, Meanwhile, I can go in NBA 2K and like they are the one I will say they are like the exception to this because NBA 2K, you can go in and say, do I want the rules from like how they were in 1985? Do I want, you know, these kind of salary cap things? Do I want requirements where when I make a trade that it has to be of equal value from both sides financially, which is a real rule in the NBA? You can do all those kinds of things in NBA 2K, but all the other ones, they're just more concerned about getting your dollar because that's what makes FIFA happy. That's what makes, well, until this year, uh, and that's what makes the NFL happy and such. That's why they, why, you know, those sports love those games. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, And I will say that Chris does every once, once in a while, he, he does try to at least cover NBA 2K, but we choose not to really cover the other ones for what we just outlined. Yeah. To be quite honest. Uh, 
John, you don't really play a lot of sports games either. Just You just don't, right? They're just not up your alley. They're just not of interest to me personally. Because you're a superstar in sports in real life. I get it. It's not yeah, the same. absolutely. But John's going to get... John's going to get college football next year just so he can dominate Missouri the way that he wants Georgia to dominate them. Ooh, there, there you go, John. He brought it up. When you were gone at one point, John was like, why don't you bring anything up? It's still early. Yeah, it it's, is. It is what it is. Problem is, I couldn't uh, I couldn't even... I was at my parents' house, and for some reason, for that day, they did not have the SEC network on their direct TV. So I was I was just oh, refreshing no. I was refreshing Google like every freaking 20. out. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what well, I got a text message happening? from Chris that said something to the effect of, come on, you can pull off the upset. I didn't know what he was talking about, but apparently I look like the head coach of Missouri. Dude, he is spitting image, Sean. <laughs> like so he, there's that. He was wearing, you know, kind of like the windbreaker jacket that uh, Sean wears for Alabama. He had his, uh, his little visor, his on. little visor on, and it looked just like Sean Haywood. There, I, there I was, buddy. I was coaching a game. This is not going to show up like it needs to No, but there I am, buddy. <laughs> Even from there, you can see it. <laughs> there I am. That's what's up. Uh, Johnny, you want to read the one from John? Yeah, I do. This is the guy, actually, that we need to send the game to. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Hope nice. you all are doing well. Uh, I'm writing because, this is John Marcel. Uh, I'm writing because I had to learn how replaceable, I can't read from this angle. I'm moving. Hold on. You, ah. All right, starting over. Hope you're all doing well. I'm writing because I just had to learn how replaceable people are in the jobs they have. Also asking for thoughts and prayers as the next couple of weeks is going to be tough for my family. If you recall, I worked as a top performing store manager for a certain cell phone character carrier that I will not name anymore. I was a dedicated employee and finished August as the number one store in the entire company. Congratulations to that. I was receiving praise and even awarded an all expense paid trip to Cabo with my wife next year. Your wife. And then, I, and then I was terminated for something I had done when I worked as a sales rep over a year ago. I'm not saying what I did wasn't wrong because in reality it was. I sold. Okay. You can say a crack. That's a. That's I, a I, I, my brain processed that all wrong. I he sold crack that. rock to some. Yeah, <laughs> I, sold, I sold cracked iPhone 7 to a kiosk at Walmart that a customer gave to me, but the company decided I quote, used my position in the company for personal gain. Mm. So after all the time I've spent for this company, I was let go as if I didn't matter. As soon as I walked out the door, all my emails, reporting, scheduling, anything related to work got shut off, which makes me think I was coming. It was coming for a while. So there goes my 80 K a year job that I, yeah, that sucks. Loved. Wow, Chris, look at that. Look at him go. Uh, However, I feel great, a great sense of relief that I don't have to run that store anymore. I was working more than I was at home. When my son was born, I was at work because that was what was expected of me. Anyways, my family is pretty down right now. My wife is holding strong, but I know she is worried about the bills. If you guys have any advice on what we should do, my family and I would appreciate it. Also, has anyone played The Last of Us Part 1 yet? We were just talking about that. I absolutely loved it, but I am a diehard fan and understand why someone, some, uh, some people aren't buying into the remake. 
To some people, it really isn't worth the $70. Sincerely, John Marcel. Man. This- yeah, so I remember being very happy for you and being really good at that job. Um, so definitely you started off asking for thoughts and prayers. I'm going to say I'm giving you thoughts and prayers, and I'm going to ask the community to also do that for you uh, for sure. Um, this is not the same, what I'm about to say at all. But yeah, and a lot of times in a corporation, in an organization, whatever it is, uh, it almost seems like we're all replaceable. I'm thinking recently in sports. Now, this was very bad from what I'm reading, but the head coach of the Celtics got fired after taking his team to the finals. Totally different scenario, but he took his team to the finals. He was kind of a big deal. He was the head coach, but he did some pretty pretty bad stuff. What you did, it it's probably not on the same level. I get it. That, that, that's not what it is at all. But we also work in a company, and a lot of corporations are like this, right, where you got to it it takes a bit of refocusing your your reality that you are not as important as you think uh and that is a hard pill to swallow for most of us um because you are mostly replaceable and and that sucks it also sucks particularly that they waited like they did a it's almost like you get convicted of something that you you already kind of got away with i don't know how to explain it any other way but you know, like you said, that was probably an ethics thing. And I know that that word's big where I work. I imagine, I think I remember your your person, your place that you work for. I believe that ethics are probably a big deal there, as they were in the the example I just gave at the Celtics. So as far as, you know, any advice on what you should do, there's, there's a, it's a startup site, right? It's called OnlyFans. They like feet pics. Maybe you could... <laughs> <laughs> Chris's head immediately went down. We are going to sign up, so we may be actually, you may be competing against uh, against us for John's feet picks. But no, I, I don't know. I, I do know that in my area of the world, and I know they got some thoughts too. There's a lot of stuff out there you can sign up for. You may not get to that 80k, but it's better to start somewhere. I know you had to say something, Chris. Oh no, I'm good. You said it all. You're, oh, um, my advice, um. Because, you know, it depends on what you want to do. If you want to go back to a retail store manager type role. But I've been unemployed before. Everybody's situation is different. But one thing I learned about that experience is what I would do in the future. Because of that experience of being unemployed, I no longer fear being employed. Unemployed. What I would do immediately is go out, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be a server job, do something, stay employed, stay active, and keep some sort of money rolling in to your family for a couple of reasons. One, if you stay a participant in the job market, it it you know it it kind of gives you that sense of pride in your work keeps you from getting down on yourself. It keeps you from going into this kind of depressionary mode that is so very common when it comes to unemployment. Um, Just do whatever you can to keep busy earning some form of income. Um, It's out there. A lot of people who, who find themselves in a certain role, they get laid off, they get fired, they lose their job, whatever the case may be. And they fail to get back into the job market 
until they can until they're offered that same level of income. Keep working. Go 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 apply at a McDonald's. Go apply at a restaurant and earn tips. Just stay focused on working. Stay in the habit of working. It can do a it can do a tremendous amount for your self-esteem and it can keep you mentally prepared to go onto these job markets and look for the thing you want while you're doing the things you need to do. And that's my advice. It's good advice. That's sound advice from John, gotta be honest. Uh, but yeah, definitely thoughts and prayers out there for you, my dude, for sure. I'll read this next one if that's cool from Panda. And then Chris can read that last one before we pivot. That'll work. Uh, this is from our, our friend Panda Claus. What's up, Weekly Games Chat crew? Hope what you up? fine gentlemen had a wonderful weekend and are doing well. Me and my wife, uh, your yeah. wife, <laughs> celebrated four years of marriage this weekend and went down to Tennessee with some friends of ours. Overall, amazing time, except for some bad ham I had at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> It legit smelled like a sauna room. Oh, also, I'm sure ooh. you saw a bunch of orange in that state, and no one likes a bunch of orange. You know what I'm saying? Um, while I mentioned that, before I finish your email, I do know that this upcoming Friday, Nacho's going to get married on the same day that my wife and I are going to celebrate 16 years. So we have all this marriage talk going on. Let's keep up your email. Since we went with some friends who don't particularly game, my question is, have you ever converted non-gamer friends or family? One of our friends says, quote, it kills brain cells like it's, you know, drugs. I was hoping to hook up the switch and put them to the test. But unfortunately, the place we stayed at didn't have enough outlets. I'm just wondering what has been your experience sharing your passion of gaming with non-believers. Game on, boys. Game on, Panda Claws. And this was sent from Lay iPhone. I once had a roommate um, that didn't own any of the latest consoles. And, you know, he just said that was a part of my life and I was over. And and then I got him to buy a Wii and then a PS3 and a game called Castlevania Lords of Shadow. And then another game called Assassin's Creed. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm happy to say he's he's a pretty good converted person now you know yeah i heard he's got a new uh, not a new but a pretty pretty good podcast out there now too so yeah he's, he's really even podcasting in. about i didn't think that would ever happen but you know <laughs> chris to be to be fair <laughs> i remember when i bought the playstation 3 you remember what you said what why did you buy the playstation 3 i was trying to get, you on the get an xbox 360 it was. Dude, that man was on a mission to get the 360s in people's Well, hands. remember, this was yeah. like the height of 360. I know. So y'all, just like, you did a fund at work for me. You were one of the head masters, you know, of getting Sean's funds together to get him a 360. And I did. He Chris, did. Do you, do you remember why I got the PS3? Castlevania Lords of Shadow? Could have played it on Xbox. Um, Uncharted? Mm-mm. Blu-ray. Oh, Blu-ray. yeah, that's right. That's that's all it was. I just wanted, the I just bill, wanted, yeah. I just wanted a, a Blu-ray player. That's all I wanted. Well, that's, I mean, the <laughs> fact that it came with a Blu-ray player was the um, was the yeah, that was a reason. I got a friend. I got two two stories. I got one friend who I converted to VR, which made me very very happy to the point where he even bought 
a lot of the games I recommended for PSVR. Uh, and I since updated that friend on the fact that the PSVR was great, but there is better VR out there, which made that person happy. I've got an also a fail. Uh, my daughter, I cannot get her hooked on video games. I've, I try, I hooked up the switch in here the other day with her friend and had them play multiplayer games like snipper clips and Mario Kart and just games that would be fun. Mario party, just no interest. And that's weird. I don't know why both of my girls, I can never get them in the video games. It may be because they see me on them all day and they go, we don't want to be like that guy when we grow up. Who knows? Just look at it this way. Your daughter won't be in their forties hosting a struggling podcast. <laughs> are we, are we struggling? Is this breaking news? Well, I Chris mean, I don't isn't. know about you two, but I'm doing quite, quite well. <laughs> by the way, this email is brought to you by MeUndies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, finally, got an email from Dan here. He tiled this Steam Deck, baby. What's oh. cracking, boys? It's been a while since my last been a while. But I just wanted to say that I finally received my Steam Deck, and it is freaking amazing. I could finally get through some of my Steam backlog playing uh, these of me or Thymesia. Thymesia. Yeah, let's go with that. Embedded Souls Valley. John, this is one of the best souls like out there, and it lends a lot from Sekiro. Almost uh, bought it. I am just about to finish off Alien Isolation, and then was thinking about RE4 on the quest have you played sean with the forty thousand or 40 series cards coming in the next few months chris will be upgrading his system to or will chris be upgrading his system to incorporate this beast of a card much love take care peace out dan um i will probably not right away be running out to do it but it's something that will eventually come um that's what he said uh i don't know if i said that but i have held like i told you guys before i've held a steam deck like yeah, you have our buddy, hands. yeah our buddy jeff is it that big it's it's like this and <laughs> gigantic this is jeff's steam deck yeah. you know i jeff's was surprised big deck is what you just said he's got a hodor <laughs> size deck <laughs> um but uh <laughs> I could say this. No offense to the Switch. I mean, just straight up, that is the most comfortable handheld gaming system. It just feels good. Like, and it was to yeah, a point. Yeah. To a point where I very much I, I keep looking at it. I still haven't done it because like I have no any reason. Why would why would I buy this, Sean? I don't know, but like Yeah, I have no reason. I, there's no reason. You'll you're going to be at one of those Grateful Dead concerts, going, man, I wish I had my Steam Deck. Um, while I'm waiting on the Dead to come out, you know, but it, yeah. where would you put it? You have to put it in a backpack. <laughs> it hang out like arrows do for somebody who shoots bow and arrows. It I would just, just put it in my pants back. and it would hang out the bottom of my shorts. Fun fact: Look at my deck. Uh, my friend Look Mike, my when we used to go to the Dave Matthews concerts, you couldn't. We didn't have phones back then that took pictures. So we, if they did, they were really crappy early smartphones, you know. So he would bring in his camera, his little handheld camera but he would hang it in the drawstring of his shorts down in his junk i don't know how to this day he got those cameras in and 
it was it's amazing. But now we just take our phones in, so it don't matter. Yeah. Resident Evil Four is on my it's in my queue. I was gonna buy it, and then the debacle of my PlayStation happened, and I've got completely sidetracked from VR gaming. I want to play that, and there's also an NFL game that's got Lamar Jackson's face as the icon of the game. I forget I forget the official name of it, but it's amazing. It's getting good reviews where you're in VR throwing slant passes and stuff, baby. So you can imagine how sexy of a beast I'm going to look playing that game. So there you go. That was our emails, huh? Yeah. So let's let's hurry and pivot because we're getting hungry. Um, we're going to start off on Weekly Games Chat. Of course, we're at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter of a direct message. This is from Tone. Uh, we missed you uh, last week. So here we go. Weekly Taints Chat. What up, guys? Hope you all what had up? a good week. Yesterday, I went ahead and subscribed to PC Game Pass after my buddy was talking about it and hearing you guys talk about it pretty often. I have no regrets. The options are nutty, and I can't wait to dive into it more. Today, though, your boy beat Sekiro for the first time, and I just wanted to say GG, baby. Easy. My quick question is, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits dropped on Steam today, and I'm pretty interested in it. If any of y'all have played it, would you recommend it? Thanks for being a great podcast and game on gamers. It's not bad. I, it's not bad. And I one Chris made fun of me because I kept bringing up wanting to play Kenna to get my PlayStation back. And he was like, really? That's what you want to play? It was funny. Quickly forgot to add that this was sent from Sean's PS5 repair guy's second PS5 via Bluetooth bidet controller. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You guys are amazing when y'all do that. Uh, let's see here. Do we have any notifications, any mentions? I don't think we do. Oh, yeah, you guys were saying um, that y'all were waiting on next week's. And Acid specifically said no snapping. Okay, and we did not snap as you saw. Do we have any new follows? Let me take a look because we're going to pivot to Discord quite quickly. We are caught up there, so that's good. There you go. Over on Discord, we do have an email section in our weekly games chat area. And we have not a lot. We have one thing. This is great. We're gonna be we're gonna be good, boys. Hello, this is from uh, Valise for Vigilant. Hello, two things. Two things. With the re-release of GoldenEye, I always remember how mind blowing and funny it was playing the story mode and shooting the enemy in the hand, foot, butt, and the AI react in an appropriate way, especially when shot in the cheeks. And the AI grabs his butt and jumps up and down. That was such a cool leap in AI interaction, but I haven't seen this very much since then. Am I just not playing the right games? Are there other games that have done this since Goldeneye? Game on and party on. You also sent a link to uh, a video. So if you guys that are on our Discord want to check it out, it's somebody doing the Goldeneye 64 animation. So that's funny, but that's a good, good thought right there. Chris, you want to add anything? John? I don't know any offhand. Mine's not going to be relevant, so I was going to see if y'all had any first. <coughs> no. No. So, I just saw the... <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I just saw the actual live picture of the Missouri coach guy. Um, it's been there I know 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I just saw it. So, in, in World of Warcraft, both classic and regular, if you create a death knight and you run around, they like scream and run away from you. That's really cool and funny when they do that. But other than that, that's all I got. Hmm. Uh, 
And Valise is in chat right now, so hopefully, hopefully we answered your question. What's up? Um, y'all, I didn't even look at chat Harley today. What's up to Draven Huck? All you guys. Uh, but yeah, we're getting ready to wrap up now. So where's Chris? I gotta see him so I can give him a look because he knows. Chris, ready to do the thing? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This was episode 375 of Weekly Game Chat, where we talked about the stadia being no longer a thing wherever we are available wherever you get your podcast from all the places make sure you leave us a review so other people like yourself can join the community remember if you want to send an email weeklygameschat at gmail.com that's the official we'll read it if we get a chance to over on twitter we are at weekly game chat what's up over there and you just heard me read things from our discord email section where our discord community is amazing thank you thank you thank you as always i look to my friends john and chris i love them to death and i will tell them both to game on game on fellas game on sean and game on john game on chris game on sean peace out everybody your mom's box bug life